Hello and welcome to the 13th Hour Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Blum, and this is episode number 432. I'm just sharing a little bit of what I'm working on right now. I'm actually doing some pixel art on the computer, and I thought I would talk a little bit about why I'm doing that and what that's for. So pixel art is one of those things I've done a fair amount of, and uh, I use it for a variety of different illustration kind of things. But for this, I'm actually making a picture of Logan. And uh, uh, this is Logan as an old man. And so I'm doing a portrait of old man Logan, and it's going to be animated uh, for for something I'll tell you in a minute. So over the past couple of days, I thought I might try an experiment. I've been playing around with the platform TikTok for a while now, a couple of years, just here and there. Uh, I have a place where I post some things mostly related to stuff I make. I have a very small one where I uh, post some b-boy stuff. And it it was more just to experiment with the platform and just kind of learn a little bit about it because it was uh, it's just one of those things that trying to sort of keep up with what uh, people are doing and just also to kind of know what they're talking about. I have to say it's a very weird platform. It's not really my favorite, but uh, I have since um, I, I want to experiment with the book community on TikTok. There is one. It's called Book Talk, and there, are, when you add talk to these various communities, you'll end up with a little sub community within the TikTok realm. I guess the 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 Book Talk community is quite uh, big on on TikTok and. It's a good place to talk about your books and talk about other ones. Um, I have never really participated very much in it uh, because, to be honest with you, the stuff that I kind of saw there, it wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of. But I think I, I want to give it another try because I think you know we'll what you see and what you what you see is what you get essentially. So if you like more of one particular thing you'll get more of that. But if you kind of like train the the program, train the algorithm to show you something different, you'll get something different. So I think it's a big enough community that there's probably something I can find in there that I will like. And it seems like a great place to explore uh, the sort of author and book community uh, that's there and then see if there's something uh, that is worth discussing and uh, as a potential place to promote books. I have not really found that to be the case on Instagram uh, or and maybe Facebook if you already have the the, uh, audience, but but it's been sort of a slow go there, I will say. Like, I think a lot of people still, they like to go on to those platforms sort of to see pictures and other things and uh, the idea of discussing these very focused little areas, these little niches, I don't think is quite as big of a thing. Uh, obviously, there are, when it comes to various kinds of art and so forth, that's that that's definitely within the realm of Instagram, but I think it's been sort of a slow go in terms of growing that lately. I don't know why that is exactly, but um, I think uh, there there's quite a lot of that on TikTok. And the thing that I guess I kind of like that is different from some of these other platforms is there's a kind of an emphasis on it being a little bit more rough around the edges. Uh, sometimes that makes the videos look kind of crude. 
that people make, but I think that's the sort of appeal to it. It lacks some of the the polish and sort of gleam of some of the others, like because I think they originally were that way, and then you know larger corporations came in and decided that they were going to use it mostly for marketing and for selling stuff, um, as opposed to discussing and just sharing. And so with that came a lot of professionally made stuff, and uh, that kind of pushed out people that couldn't do that. So I, I've gotten the sense that what people kind of want is uh, something a little bit different on the TikTok platform. However, the thing that I've always found is that I don't really, I never really like the sort of videos myself of people just looking into the camera and talking. And uh, some of the stuff that people will do, you know, in time to music and and uh, put aside the dances and stuff like that has always seemed, this is not my thing. Nothing really wrong with it. It's just not really uh, my, my thing. I don't really get it. Um, I know people like it, but um, when I've, I've seen it before and played around with it, I just don't really understand it. So I think that's that's just a a thing uh, that you either get or you don't. But I think there, like I said, there is a place for for a lot of stuff there, and I think it's a it's potentially a good place to add to tuck to kind of showcase a little bit of music and art in a non traditional way. I think what works really well there is um, uh, what from what I've understand sort of more one-on-one kind of engagement like where you you basically talk to somebody else or you you talk to somebody through the camera and they feel like they're talking to you uh, in very short little bites so they they have like 15 seconds 60 seconds and three minute lengths um i think this probably the shorter the better which is a little bit sad but i mean i think given the way the platform is it kind of rewards something that's more on the realm of like five to 10 seconds, I think. Because I think people have very short attention span. So unless it kind of grabs them right away, I think it it kind of gets scrolled by. Uh, and it's very, and that's how the algorithm gets trained as far as I can tell. Um, but uh, what I was actually thinking is that, well, as an experiment, I thought it might be interesting to actually uh, make an account specifically for one of the 13th hour characters and i figured like i could most easily do it for logan because i could use i could overlay the the uh, logan's voice and i could i could do that and i've played around with that here and there like with stop motion animation with logan playing the guitar and uh talking and stuff like that i've played around with that and but i think it might be interesting just to have him in uh talking to the camera essentially like he's telling a story because that's essentially what the thirteenth hour is. It's it's you know it's it's basically Logan and Aurora telling their story to Alfred, and I thought it might be funny if he is just basically telling the story, but he's an old man, <laughs> and I think I I don't know why that appealed to me, but I thought that that might be interesting, having old man Logan sitting in front of the fire, essentially telling a story, uh, because you could kind of. I don't know. I think that sets the stage. It's kind of cozy. What I was going to do is have Logan in front of the fire and the fire flickering in the background. Now, if you're wondering how I was going to do that, well, I thought about a number of different ideas. I thought about just putting a picture there, but it doesn't move and it's a video-based platform. So you'd have to figure out some way of adding movement. I guess you could do words, but I was thinking 
What might be engaging would be to have an animation of a pixel art Logan, because pixel art one is because I do a fair amount of that. And then two, it is animated and it'd be a face. So it is sort of like the typical thing, but it is a little bit different. I don't know how this will work. The alternative would be to either like dress up as Logan or get somebody to do that. And that seems really complicated and time consuming. And I don't think that that's going to be sustainable uh, to, to actually do anything with. But however, if you have animations and all I need to do is basically repeat the animation and change the, change the vocals or change the, uh, the, the audio part of it, uh, that actually, I think, would work pretty well. Um, you can see, like, if you go to many accounts, it's the person talking into the camera. Yeah, they're wearing different clothes, uh, but they're basically in almost the same position. It's, there's, there's very little variation from one video to the next. They're often in front of the same exact background. For authors, many, many times it seems like they're in front of a bookshelf because it already sets the stage for a, uh, a book-related video. And so what I was thinking is, having Logan basically sitting by his fire with a couple of books on their mantle. And uh, that would be his bookshelf. But it kind of sets the stage that it's sort of like in the mode of a kind of a cozy, let's sit down by the fire and listen to a story kind of idea um, in in like, you know, 10 second little clips. So, and I, I, th I thought like a stereotypical like idea about what a lot of uh, people who are elderly like to do, uh, tell stories about their life. And I, I figured like, well, it might be interesting to see what Logan is like as an old man. I figured you could have like a little bit of their house, you know, the house that Logan and Aurora build at the end of the, basically at the end of the 13th hour, which goes in, in, the, in the sequel, there's a lot more about how they do it. But you could see some little clips uh, of it. Maybe you could, in the background, there might be Aurora who like walks, you know, in the, in the, in the foreground or something like that walks past and you could do that with an animated kind of deal that's kind of my idea is that you would have like little idea little snippets short little snippets where he's just sort of reminiscing talking about something random and i was originally thinking that well maybe i could make it as a just as he's telling the story but then then you get into the whole thing where it's like he's telling the story as it happens which is why, why would he be doing that? You know, it's kind of a little weird, but I don't know, someone who's reminiscing back on their life, like sort of young Indiana Jones, you know, in the, if you've ever seen that series, young Indiana Jones is young Indiana Jones, but it's told as a flashback from old Indiana Jones, who is like, who finds someone random and starts randomly talking to them about his younger days. And so I, I figured, well, why not, why not do something like that? It might be interesting to, to uh, one, to, to listen to, but also it wouldn't necessarily have to be a coherent timeline. It could just be little snippets from his life. That's kind of, that's kind of what I was thinking for this little project. And I, I, I thought, well, maybe I could just build on the audience I already have, but I don't know if it's, I want to, I want to test it out. I want to test it out from ground zero as a new account and see if I can build some traction a little bit using some of this te these techniques. Because on the other account, I post, it's mostly crafting kind of stuff, and um, that those don't get, I would say, a ton of engagement, but that's mostly what it is. There's some author-related stuff there too, but I think I will focus this one just on book stuff. I mean, that's really it, nothing else. Because I think like once 
uh, it's so weird, you know, when it comes to social media, you're sort of a one trick pony. And if you, if you deviate from that too much, I mean, you sort of lose your audience. So I figured I might as well try to build an audience with, with that because all the other things I do, whether it's the music, whether it's, uh, the uh, toy making and stuff like that all kind of ties back to the books. And so the only reason people would really be interested in those things, probably if they're interested in the actual story itself. So um, I think I, sh- I, uh, I like to spend more time, you know, kind of making that a priority um, because there's quite a bit, there's quite a bit there. I, I just I realized that there was quite a bit there, and I, I always kind of forget about that in some ways because there's always it's always nice to make something new. So this is sort of making something new, but it is taking stuff that's already done and kind of putting it out there again. I always kind of forget to talk about my sort of back catalog, I guess you could say. And unless you remind people it's there, they typically don't don't find it. There's too much other stuff. In, in doing this, I was trying to rethink about how I tend to think about the 13th hour. It's very weird because um, the, the advice that I've gotten so far, and I, I, I suspect it probably is very good advice, is that you have to tell people, you have to provide sort of a, a authentic one-on-one kind of engagement. I could just sort of blather about the book, but this, this at least is a more interesting way to do it. And hopefully... I think people will understand that it's it's a character they're they're talking to. It would require me also to engage with other people who do this do uh, who are do on there. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that will necessarily go. I think uh, I think in the bio of the uh, of the account, I'll probably say this is like Old Man Logan or something like that. He's the character from the Thirteenth Hour or something like that, written by by me. And uh, so you know, some, some, something like that. So it's not a total mystery to people. But I think the other thing that uh, advice I had gotten was that you kind of have to tell people in advance uh, where to get the book and then what kind of book it is. Maybe people kind of, if they listen to it or, or read uh, read the uh, the captions or whatever it is, they'll kind of guess that it's a fantasy book, but uh, they may not necessarily know what that necessarily means. And I, you know, I have always really struggled. I I still do. I still struggle to characterize the 13th hour. I, I just, for the most part, describe it as a fantasy story. Uh, although if people ask a little bit more, I generally will say something like, well, it's a fantasy story that was influenced by uh, 80s sci-fi and fantasy movies. And that tends to get people confused even more, I would say, especially if they're if they're if they're frequent readers, they're like, well, what does that really mean? Um, is it sort of like nostalgic? Is it what kind of genre uh, or subgenre is it? I, I think a lot of times when people think fantasy, they want uh, a sort of specific way of thinking about it. Is it like you know, sort of like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones or that sort of thing? Which is not really, uh, it's not really that kind of fantasy. Although I guess if you look at the sort of high fantasy tropes, it does meet most of those. You know, it's a it's it's a world within a world kind of thing and it involves some, you know, some wizards and and and, and monsters and quests. It it also has elements, a lot of elements of fairy tales. And so um, because it is sort of allegorical in a way and it's based on on sort of fairy tale uh, tropes. And so for a long time I've called it a fairy tale fantasy, although that doesn't quite characterize it either. When people have told me sort of things to that that it sort of was like 
I said, well, maybe it's like some stuff that form, like uh, stuff that Neil Gaiman has done. I, I tried reading Inkheart. I think that was the one. And I was, um, you know, someone said uh, The Princess Bride. I think it's kind of like the movie, which is ironic because I, I had not seen the movie at the time when I wrote this book. But I don't really think it's much like the original book. The Princess Bride book is uh, is, is is worth checking out if you like the if you like if you love the movie, it's worth checking out. But it's very much a satire. It's sort of a like a satire of of uh, those fantasy stories or like a political satire, if anything. So it's, it's not it's a little bit of that. Uh, it's not quite like that. I think if you went in expecting that, you'd probably be disappointed. I think there's another one like uh, The Last Unicorn, which again, it's m maybe a little bit like, but I, I don't quite think so. Uh, I, I was influenced by the never ending story, but probably more so the movie than the actual book. Um, but but somewhat like the book, but yeah. So it's been it's been hard, I think, to find uh, something that it's really like because it, it doesn't really fit anything. Um, uh, Ernest Klein, who wrote the Ready Player One books, it's maybe a little bit like that because it has nostalgic elements of '80s culture. So I, I think it's of 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 anything, it's probably a little bit similar to that, but it's not necessarily science science fiction in that same way. So I've I've really struggled with how to characterize it. One of one of the strategies that, strategies that people often use uh, when they are trying to market books or at least tell people about them is it's hey, it's kind of like this. If you liked I don't know the Hunger Games and Harry Potter, you'll love this. And I've I've always really struggled for what that is. One, it's hard. I think it's. It's always been hard to make those comparisons to find those ones that are similar to it because I've never really found anything that's quite similar in the same way. And also it kind of feels a bit um, like, well, those are really great books. I mean, those are really like, and that raises people's expectations to like a really, really high level, especially if they're rabid fans of uh, those works. And so I think that makes it hard because you're only going to go down from there. I guess the way I... <laughs> Honestly, I think probably the way I will, I, I, I should describe it, and maybe I should do that from here on out, is that it's a fantasy book, it's, or it's a fantasy story for people that have always wanted to like fantasy books, but uh, never have. Because that's exactly why I wrote the book. Because I always wanted to like fantasy stories. I would see these covers that looked amazing. I would see these Dungeons and Dragons ads and campaigns and comic books and magazines and things like that. And the imagery, the sorts of things you could do always seemed really cool. But when I actually got down to the nitty gritty of it, I was like, well, where's the story? I, I often got it, the, those works often seem to get lost in themselves in all the politics and the building of the fantasy world, as opposed to telling you a story. And so my goal was always to tell a story. That's where the fairy tale part, I think, came from and why I identified I kind of like with, with that on top of the fact that a lot of the 80s movies that it came from were one-shot movies that were essentially sort of fairy tales in themselves. So, But I think when people hear fairy tale, they're expecting, you know, Snow White and Cinderella and those kind of things like that, which of course it is, and it, it, a lot of like retellings of those things or things that are influenced by that are sort of revisionist in nature. But I don't know if that's necessarily the right imagery either. So I think I will probably go with that. And uh, that's that may be, in fact, how I talk about the 13th hour, uh, at least for in, in literary terms, for, 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 for people who are actually interested in reading it from, from here on out, as opposed to some of the other ways that I've tried before, because none of those, I think, have been terribly accurate.
So to that end, uh, I, uh, I thought that uh, old, old man Logan telling a story here and there in little snippets might be a way to, to do that uh, because it does, I think from the imagery, you would see that it is not a modern era. And from what he's talking about, you would see it's probably a fantasy type story. The fact that he's talking to you one-on-one means that it is about people and it's sort of character driven and it'd be about dilemmas in, in his, his life. Anyway, that's, uh, I'll, I'll include, uh, as far as I get on the, uh, on the animation of Logan talking, I'll include that in the show notes and that I'll, I'll post some pictures here and there over the next couple of weeks. Uh, as, and, uh, when I create the account, I, uh, I will, uh, I will post that here as well. Stay tuned, uh, for a couple of guest spots in the future. In the can is, uh, my brother, Jeremy, we're talking about the 2018 movie Robin Hood, and there's a special for Patreon members included in that. And also Adam from AC Toy Design is back on the show. We're actually talking about, not toys, actually, we're talking about music, actually. And so, Uh, Both good interviews, and those are coming in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you in the future. Hey, a couple last minute things before you go. Thanks for listening to this show. If you liked it, you can find many more on the website, 13thhr.wordpress.com or on your favorite podcasting platform. You can often find behind the scenes information about this show and other things that I do on social media, such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You'll see links to those in the show notes. Sometimes people will ask me, how can I help contribute to the show or other things that, that I do? And probably one of the easiest ways is by going over to Facebook and looking up the Facebook group called 13th Hour Arts. And it's a place for not only to discuss these kinds of things, but also for you to share your own creative process and the things that you're doing that bring meaning to your life. You can also do things that are entirely free, such as leaving a review for a book, music, this particular podcast, share it with friends, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, email me, W-R-I-T-E-J-O-S-H-U-A-B-L-U-M at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions and comments. You can also leave a one-time donation over at Coffee, and that's K-O-F-I slash 13THHR. It's basically like a virtual tip jar, kind of like the sort of thing like a piano player might have at a bar or something like that. For a small amount, you can also leave a donation on a monthly basis at Patreon, and that helps bring new things to this particular show and to support future projects. And that's at 13th Hour Arts. It's also a place for patrons to share their own creative process and the things that bring inspiration and meaning to them. I hope by sharing a little bit of the creative process in this particular show, it gets people to cultivate that aspect of their own life and to remember that those things are important even if you are an adult and you may not have time for it. Hopefully by paying attention to those aspects of your own life, you can remember your own dreams and aspirations and help create a world and make a world that you want to be in. And at the end of the day, That's sort of what the 13th hour is about. So thanks as always for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next week.